Hi, welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. I'm Hayley and I help women ditch bad diets, build strength and transform their habits so that they can lose fat and feel confident for good. So we're saying goodbye to yo-yo dieting, saying goodbye to restrictive dieting. And we do all of this without sacrificing the food and the life that we love. I am so grateful that you've chosen to listen to me ramble on on this podcast. And I would be really grateful if you could do me a favor. Please, can you rate, review and share this episode with whoever you think that it might help? If you'd like my help and support so that you can reach your health and fitness goals, make sure that you get in touch. You'll find the details in the show notes. For now, I will leave you there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, welcome to this week's Confidence Club check-in. So, first thing I want to just say thank you to everyone who has checked in. I started last week's check-in with a little bit of not a telling off but a little bit of a reminder to people to stay accountable and to stay focused on their health and their well-being even though we are in the busy summer period and as a result I have had a lot more check-ins um so first of all thank you for your check-ins and well done for hearing what I said last week and taking it on board so I wasn't speaking to one specific person. I was speaking to a lot of people within the club and a lot more of you have checked in. You've took it on board and you've been like, no, wait, that sounds a bit like me. I am going to make sure that I do the work this week. I fully understand that there are times in the year and times in our lives where motivation, inspiration, drive to do the things that feel so hard Um become are harder to do so I understand that there are times of the year and times in our lives where we have these dips and what I just want to remind everyone of is that taking care of your health is something that should be year-round regardless of whether you want to lose weight regardless of whether you are looking for an aesthetic goal regardless of whether you are getting married or going on holiday regardless of any situation showing up for your health and staying active and fueling your body in a way that you know is good for your body is essential year round. That's not to say you need to be perfect all day, every day. Even if you are not trying to lose weight, we need to be showing up for our health and our well-being. It is a form of self-respect. It is a form of self-love to take care of your body, to exercise and to fuel your body with good food. It is a privilege to get to do these things and just remind yourself of that when you are having these dips and you are going through a bit of a struggle rather than everything being like a chore start seeing it as a privilege it is a privilege to be able to move my body and improve my mood it is an it is a privilege to be able to stay active to help myself be healthy and to help myself live longer and to help myself put off you know negative health outcomes that are potentially going to come my way if I don't take care of myself same goes with food it is a privilege to be able to put healthy food in your body it is a privilege to take care of yourself and it is essential because nobody else is going to take care of you girls you have to take care of you as women normally we're the caregivers and I know a lot of you have children and a lot of you have partners who you do everything for who you take care of like they are royalty yet you do not take care of yourself in that same way please please do not forget that you need to be um, healthy you need to be fueled you need to be happy with what you are doing for yourself in order for you to give your best to everybody else in order for you to not resent your partner in order for you to not resent your children in order for you to show up in a happy way each day you need to make sure that you are taking care of yourself so give yourself good food and please stay active And I know that motivation dips, but we are not here to rely on motivation. If we were relying on motivation, none of us would get anywhere. We have to rely on knowing that this stuff is going to make us feel good. And we are trying to make ourselves as happy and healthy as we possibly can for ourselves, but also for everybody else around us as well. To be the best version of yourself, you have to pour into yourself. And I just wanted to let people know that okay there are dips and there are times when you're not bothered about losing weight and you're not bothered about how you look but we should still care about how we feel 
And it can't just be about how you look. That's why so many of us are so inconsistent. It's because they diet, people diet, diet, diet for a holiday, diet, diet, diet for the summer. And it gets to the summer, the holiday goes, and then they're just like, oh, well, nothing to do now. No, that is why you are stuck in the yo-yo cycle. That is why you are so inconsistent because you only care about doing this for how you look when it's there's so much more to that. It's more about how you feel. If you want to be the best version of yourself, the happiest, most confident version of yourself year round, and you want to live until you are 108 like me, you need to keep, carry on showing up for your health, even when you can't be bothered. There's weeks and months of my life where I have really struggled to get myself out of bed, really struggled to give myself good food, had no self-worth and really, really found motivation at rock bottom and just being in a bit of a hole, depressed. And I understand what it is like to drag yourself up and do the things that you need to do. But what you've got to know is that by taking care of yourself, you help pull yourself out of those ruts. You help pull yourself out of those dips. Those dips are not going to end unless you pull yourself out of those dips. So if you're low on motivation, if you've not been showing up for yourself, then you're the one who has to pull yourself out of that little rut. And that all starts with you giving yourself good food, forcing yourself out for those walks and forcing yourself to that fucking gym to do the work. Even if you know you're going to be sore, even if you know you're going to be a little bit weaker, just go and do it, girls get yourself going again. We can't have six weeks off every single year. I say this to every year this happens. We can't just get to the summer holidays and go, okay, I don't matter anymore. Or okay, holiday's over. So now I'm just going to chill. That's why you will be feeling unhappy again this time by the time it comes to Christmas. That's why by next summer, you're still not going to be at your goal because you keep quitting and you keep stopping. And we have to show up even when we cannot be fucking asked. Okay. It is a privilege to move your body. It is a privilege to fuel your body. And just remember that when you feel like you can't be bothered, remember other people would kill to be in your position and to be able to do it. So let's go with the wins. First of all, we've got Vicky. Welcome to the Confidence Club. Vicky, she did all of her steps and she got back on track into a nice routine. She's feeling positive and proud to have give it a really good go this week. Well done. New member to the Confidence Club getting it getting it going like getting things getting the ball rolling which is great we've got lauren who was back from a two-week holiday and she is all prepared and ready for a new week amazing we could have gone two-week holiday and then a week off after that and then that led to another week off and then it's really hard to get going but she's home she's right on it that's exactly what we need we just want to get going again after those breaks We've got Christine, who is her biggest win was completing the check-in. She said she listened to the podcast last week and took the telling off. She said that she hasn't been checking in because her head hasn't been in it. Work's been shit and she's been feeling shit about herself. Now, one thing that I want to say to this is when I am, I fully understand. So um, I fully understand that there's dips and difficult times and where, you know, I run, I run two businesses, the, the stress that that sometimes has on you and the things that can sometimes go wrong and the catastrophes that you can create in your head. I understand it will be different stress than what other people are having when they're employed, but it's hard sometimes to show up for yourself. But one thing that I have learned is that if I allow work to be an excuse, if I allow stress to be an excuse, if I allow my mood and the difficult things that I'm going through in my personal life to be an excuse for me to not feel my body well and for me to not train and for me to not exercise, I don't actually feel any better. I feel worse each day that I don't show up for myself and give in to the easy option of lying in bed crying or sitting on the couch watching Harry Potter, eating chocolate and don't show up for myself. Each day I do that, I feel worse. The only thing that pulls me out the rut, the only thing that lifts my mood, the only thing that lifts this shit feeling that I've got about myself is to do something good for my well-being. Um, and that is to eat well and that is to exercise. So if you're having a stressful time in work, use that stress as fuel to go and smash your workout in. If you're having, if you're feeling shit about yourself and clothes aren't fitting, don't stay stuck in the fucking rut. Get yourself out the rut by starting to give yourself good food. Staying in the pity party, staying feeling sorry for yourself doesn't help anyone. It doesn't get you anywhere. It keeps you staying stuck. You need to move. You need to take action to make yourself feel better. 
take radical responsibility for how you feel. There are tools that you all have to help improve your self-worth, to help improve how you're feeling energy-wise, health-wise, productivity-wise. Use them. Next, we've got Gemma. She said that she has had a bit of an awakening and she's not as focused as what she wants to be and she needs to dedicate herself more and not make excuses. So her win is having that little awakening. Evie has got going with her four workouts, which is amazing. Lauren got her nutrition, her steps every day. Unreal. Heather said she has signed up to a strength boot camp at her gym. She's going to be doing one confidence club workout as well as training at her gym as well. It's meaning that she's getting to work out with other people, which is a brilliant, brilliant thing. So well done. I love that. She's feeling excited for that. Haley's biggest win was getting two workouts in, even on her birthday week. Um, Claire's is getting two gym sessions and a Pilates in and staying on track with food. Unreal. Nicola got back from holiday on Sunday and did all of her steps since, as well as two workouts and two runs. So getting stuck in straight away, not being like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I've got to do this. And oh, it's so hard to get going again. And oh, I'm going to feel sore. Oh, I'm going to feel um unfit. Just getting going again and just not accepting those excuses from yourself. Well done. Nikki got all of the workouts in as well as a bonus one, which is amazing, and all of her steps. Lauren had a nice active week, three workouts, two big walks, as well as her physio twice a week, which is very demanding and active. Heather said she's had a couple of weeks off and she's completed three workouts and getting back to her steps. Those people who have taken time off, aside from being on holiday and getting on it straight away, if you have taken like a decent amount of time off and there is no real reason please ask yourself why, what happened? Why did you stop? What was the reason? What can you do moving forward to avoid that happening again? What can be done? What can you tell yourself? What can you remind yourself of? Ask yourself why, reflect why you had a break, what stopped you from showing up for yourself and then see what, see what you can come up with in terms of making sure it doesn't happen again. Um, and journal about it, you know, write about it, get your thoughts out on paper. It will really make a big difference. As she said, she got her new workouts, all three of them done. I walk every day, even though she was busy. So she made no excuses. Josie's been establishing a routine with her nutrition and increased her steps to average at 5,500 a day, which is great. Josie's been struggling with her steps and she's making it happen. Well done. Final, final couple of wins. Natalie managed three gym sessions and got all of her steps and stayed within her calorie deficit. Absolutely unreal. Perfect week from that there. Gemma started a new job this week, which is a big step up in responsibility. Congratulations. I know that it can be a difficult time to have a shift in routine. She's also working from home. She said that despite this, though, she still managed to do two workouts and also attended yoga and Pilates. Brilliant. Had all the excuses there to not show up for herself, but still chose to. Unreal. Okay, let me go through the struggles. We've got a few. And one of the ones that kept coming up this week was protein. Protein is one that I talk about a lot. I'm going to talk about it until the day I die, I think, because it is something that people struggle with. I think that once protein clicks for you, you won't struggle with it. And I've helped a lot of people make it click. So um, I'm going to suggest that we really start stop <laughs> that we really stop overcomplicating protein okay protein is in chicken fish beef pork salmon tuna prawns yogurt halloumi feta corn linda mccartney stuff um uh, quinoa soya products and uh, tofu protein is in a lot of foods all you need is one decent source of protein in every meal, okay? Eggs is another one. So for example, when it comes to your breakfast, be repetitive, find one source of protein that you enjoy to eat in the morning and be repetitive with it, okay? So it could be that you love protein porridge. It could be that you love high protein yogurt with fruit and granola. It could be that you're a savory girl and you have three eggs on toast. It could be that you like salmon and eggs. It could be that you like salmon and avocado. You might even want to have a chicken butty first thing in the morning. No one's judging yet, okay? Fran literally has stir fry, like, spicy chicken spicy beef at seven in the morning because he's just not a typical breakfast person so just eats meat you know no one there's no rules eat what you want to eat 
but just find your protein source and be repetitive with it, okay? It's really not that complicated. We want to get at least 20 grams of protein in your breakfast. So that's not one egg, you're looking more like three. That's not 100 grams of yogurt, that's looking, you're looking more at 150 grams of high protein yogurt. It's not half a scoop of protein, it's a full scoop of protein. So make sure that you are having a little look at the things that you enjoy that are high in protein and being repetitive with that, okay? Repetition makes it really easy for you to just hit that target. If you want a bit of variety, you might want to choose two different options. For me, I just like to have yogurt every day. It's easy. So sometimes I'll have it with kiwis and strawberries and banana. Other times it will be with raspberries and mango, you know, like, and and then sometimes I'll have simply granola. Other times it'll be granola with dark chocolate. Sometimes I'll have squeezy peanut butter. Other times I'll have squeezy honey. Variety with the other things, but protein can stay consistent. Find your thing and stick to it. It really doesn't need to be super complicated. Same goes for your lunch. Tuna, chicken, prawns, salmon, turkey, beef, pork, as long as it's a lean pork and not just fatty pork sausages every day. Chicken sausages, turkey bacon, um, you know, veggie mints, corn sausages, eggs. There's all the there's protein in all of these things. Find the portion that is going to get you. 30 grams plus, okay? So that's a whole chicken breast you're going to get 40 grams of protein from. It's not hard to have a whole chicken breast for your lunch every single day or a whole tin of tuna, you're going to get you're going to get a decent amount of protein from that. If you can have tuna and eggs, unreal. You know, instead of prawns, 50 grams of prawns, have 150 grams of prawns. Bulk up those protein portions, double up on the protein. Instead of having half a chicken breast, have a full one. Instead of half a tin of tuna, have a full one. Instead of one egg, have three. Instead of one corn sausage, have two, have three. So it's not, you're already eating protein. Majority of you are already eating protein. You just need to have more of it, bigger portions, and make sure that your meals are built around the protein. Notice the way I am thinking protein first. And this comes naturally to me. I wouldn't dream of sitting down and eating a meal and it not having a source of protein in because it just isn't a full meal for me. It isn't a complete meal. And we need to try and get into this mentality as well. Is this a complete meal? Where is the source of protein? Where is the carbs? Um, same goes, and and be repetitive with it. You know, if tuna is your thing, have tuna on a on a Monday on bread. Have tuna with pasta on this on the Tuesday. You know, like be repetitive with your things. Mine is always chicken or tuna for lunch. I've never really vary from that unless I've got leftover meal from another night. Uh, so. Uh, you know, stick to it. And then the things that you can change is the carbs, is the veggies, is the sauces, is the dressing. But the protein, it's basic. Keep it repetitive. Same goes for your evening meal. Get over 35 grams in your evening meal. Fillets of fish, chicken breasts, turkey breasts, minced meat, minced turkey, veggie mints. These things are basics that you should be repeating and be having all the time. If you are looking at your meal and all there is is carbs and veggies, it's not a complete meal. Remember, the basics of a complete meal is a big portion of protein, size of your hand, a fist of carbs, so a closed fist of carbs, um, a thumb of fat, and then literally two handfuls of veggies. So loads of color, eating the rainbow, a decent portion of protein the size of your hand, a closed fist of carbs. What I see happen most of the time is people are having two fists of carbs, so a big portion of carbs, a small amount of protein, and hardly any veg. We want to have loads of veg, big protein, small carbs, okay? Your fat is going to come from things like cheese, avocado, oil. Um, your carbs are coming from things like rice, potatoes, pasta, wraps, bread, okay? These are the basics of a meal. If you haven't read the um guide on how to put together your own meal plan without tracking food and how to basically build a well-structured meal send me a message today once you listen to this and i will send it over to you and it will explain perfectly on how your plate should look and when you look at every plate of food you should see a decent portion of protein loads of colors and a decent and, and a little portion of carbs okay so it's just about switching that mindset of protein coming first. If you are, and, and you don't have to track your food for this. I don't track my food. I haven't tracked for years. I've got many clients who are not tracking their food. 
Um, so you don't have to track. This just comes down to basic meal structure that years ago we all knew. Everybody knew that your meal structure was based around your meat. It was meat and two veg. Your parents probably ate meat and two veg every day for their tea. And we need to get back into that old school way because that's the way that we get good nutrition and feel full from our meals. Meat, veg, or meat or fish or a source of protein, veggies, and then carbs, okay? Um, what I was going to say then is if you are tracking your food, track protein first. This has been a huge game changer for many of my clients over the last six years. It's that when you sit there and you plan your meals, plan protein first. So when you're putting in your food diary, I would be putting, I'm having 150 grams of feed yogurt. Then I'm going to have a whole tin of tuna for me lunch. Then I'm going to have a whole chicken breast for me, for me dinner. Okay, I'm only on. 90 grams of protein. So from there, I'm going to add two baby bell lights for a snack. Okay, I'm over that 100 gram mark. Now I'm going to enter my carbs. So I'm going to have granola and fruit for breakfast. Then I'm going to have a wrap, mayo and salad for lunch. And then I'm going to have my stir fry noodles and veg for me dinner. So the rest of your calories are used on the carbs and, and stuff like that. After you have considered protein, plan protein first. Protein is the basic uh, first thing that you want to be thinking of when you're putting together a meal. Same goes when you're eating out. Don't be looking for, you know, the pasta. Don't be looking for the the flavors that you want. Think about, oh, that's a chicken dish. That's a fish dish. That's a beef dish. And if you want to have a pasta, a pesto pasta, add chicken to it, add prawns to it, add protein to things. Um, so think about protein first and you, you you really will not struggle. And remember, it is a work in, in progress. It takes practice to switch this mindset. As I say, right now, if I look at a plate and there's no protein on it, for me, it's not a complete meal. Eventually, you will also be like that. There's lots of clients who I work with who have made that shift. So you can too. We're all just human beings. We're all adaptable. There's nothing special about me or them. You can also make these changes too. And that also goes for if you are a vegetarian. There are vegetarians within the Confidence Club who smash their protein in every day you can too um okay so that was protein remember we have a protein video in the education section there's a protein guide i have a protein cheat sheet if you don't have access to them let me know and i will send you them i also have the meal structure guide as well i've given you the tools to be able to make this happen you can make it happen if you don't have access to any of those things i've just mentioned send me a message and i'll send them to you okay next struggle we have got um oh what have we got next struggle I didn't do a workout I said that I would and I didn't no excuses I as I had the time three hours is, is nothing in the grand scheme of things I know I am waiting for motivation and I know that that's not going to come I just need to move and push myself to do it what I really love about this struggle it's that it's not I just didn't I just didn't do a workout she has done the thinking behind it she knew that I would be saying three hours in the grand scheme of 126 hours that we get in a week is not that much. Did I just make that number up, 126? I think I might have, who even knows? But anyway, three hours in the grand scheme of things is not that much of, in a whole week. You know, I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but there's women in this group who work two jobs and have three kids and they manage it. And I am confident that there are people within this group who can manage it, who are making excuses for themselves, saying they are too busy, they are too tired, they have no energy. What you have to remember is when you exercise, you get more energy. You feel energized after exercise. An active body always has more energy and more drive to do stuff than an inactive body. If you stay inactive, energy drops, you'll feel tired, you'll feel lethargic. When you start exercising more, you will notice you feel happier, more energetic, more able to do shit in the day, more productive. You know, and what I really love about this is that she knows she hasn't got an excuse. She does have the time and she's reflecting on that and she's reflected on what it is that's actually holding her back. She knows that she's waiting for motivation to come and kick her up the bum, but she also knows that that's just not going to happen. So you do just need to move. You just need to do a workout, get a workout done as a non-negotiable this week plan them in. And when that appointment comes up in your calendar, do it. I say this all the time. If your nan, if your friend, if your child needed taken to the doctors 
or even need to take into an extracurricular activity for their health, you would make sure that you showed up for them and took them. Why are you not showing up for yourself in the same way? Goes back to what I was saying earlier on. It is a privilege to be able to move your body. It is a privilege to be able to look after your health. So do it. It will make you feel better. Nobody has ever regretted a workout. We always feel better. We always get that little sense of accomplishment after we do it. When we do something good for ourselves, we get a little dopamine hit. We feel good about ourselves. It improves our self-worth. Do it. Do it. Commit to it. Get a workout in. I want two from you at least this week, this person. Okay. Um. Next struggle we have... Um. I am not doing well with food generally and it is because I am busy all all day long and not planning. I saw everyone out before myself and just end up eating whatever. I get to the evening and I'm so tired from the day. I think I deserve a treat. So eat some more. So what we need to remember is that if when you say I deserve a treat, we can't just treat ourselves with chocolate every single day or poor, poor uh, low quality low nutritious food so like stuff that isn't very nutritionally dense food every day just because we've had a busy day right we, we just can't do that it's not a mentality that is going to be helpful for us so you have to catch yourself on that and be like i've had a busy day i feel fucking exhausted i'm wiped out the best thing i can do for myself right now is have a nutritious healthy meal not just a treat not a chocolate treat yourself with nutrition don't treat yourself with food that's not going to be good for you the thing that's actually going to make you feel better is the nutritious food, not the less nutritious food. So treat yourself with nutritious foods, not unnutritious foods, okay? Um, And I definitely think that some planning needs to be happening. And remember, planning doesn't need to take hours. It is just a case of putting together some well-structured meals and being repetitive with them. I don't need to plan my food anymore. It just happens. And I know that you will all get to this point too. And it's that every week I know I need to buy two tubs of yogurt. Every week I know I need to buy a certain amount of protein to feed both myself and to feed Fran. I know I need to buy the same, put the same carbs on the same veggies. Like I, like be repetitive and well-structured with your eating and don't give yourself any, any alternative. If it gets to 11 o'clock of you and you've not eaten yet. Have yogurt topped with raspberries. Easy. No prep. Easy. You can eat it holding one child in another hand. Um, you know, when it gets to your lunch and you haven't eaten, throw together a sandwich, bang, bang a ready meal in the microwave or the oven. You know, find these easy things for yourself and, and actually make sure that you've got them in stock. You know, oven teas, you can put a tea in the oven. You know, one of my favorite go-to meals when I'm tired and busy is putting butterfly chicken in the oven and just putting baby new potatoes in the oven as well and leaving it while I go and get a shower, while I tidy the house, while I even walk the dog. You could be sorting the kids, putting them to bed while your food is in the oven. It takes minimal prep, hardly anything. You can get microwave packets of veg. You can get frozen veg. There's not... It, Cooking does not need to require your time and it can be minimal effort and minimal energy, but you need to make sure that you have those convenient foods in stock. Oven teas, ready meals, sandwiches, wraps, so non-cook meals. These things need to be in your cupboards. There is not a day that goes by where I don't have tuna in my cupboard. So right now, my fridge is bare. Haven't been for a shop because I've been away all weekend and this is not a good way to start the week for me. However, I've got tins of tuna, which are just, they're never not there. Um, and I've got pasta, so I'm going to make myself a tuna pasta salad with the mouldy pasta that I've got left, and then I'm going to eat some fruit. So it's 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 there, it's available. Um, if I didn't have pasta, there's wraps. So there's always these things available that are just easy for you to do. Have things in the freezer. If you make yourself soup, scouse, curry, paella, anything like this, put it in the free. Any extras. Don't nail it on the night, put it in a freezer. I think that'll help me one day when I'm up the wall with the kids and I've had a long day in work, that will help me. I'm going to put that in the freezer. I'm going to go back to it when I really need it. Um, so this all comes down to you just having a little bit more organization. And I do want to urge you to maybe ask for help. If your partner is not helping you, if your mum is available, if someone is available, your partner's mum, anybody, if anyone is available around to help you, then ask for it. And if you know, you are able to get meal preps, meal preps, gusto, um, 
HelloFresh, these things make life very easy if you can afford them, if they are something that you are willing to invest in. The clients of mine who are on meal preps and who are on HelloFresh and Gusto, things are much easier for them generally because they make less decisions. It's all decided for them and the protein, they choose the high protein meals. So really would urge you to have a go at that, but ask for help, ask for help around people. What else to remember is I know that this person is on mat leave and I know that mums, um, I know from, from friends of mine, then also uh, working closely with clients that when you're on mat leave, you feel like you need to do and you might not feel like this specifically, but from my experience of 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 having conversations with with new mums, they feel like when they're on mat leave, everything falls on them. They need to do all the housework. They need to do all the cooking. What you've got to remember is they're looking after a small baby is harder than going to an office all day or harder than going to work all day. Um, so I think that it's very important that you acknowledge that for yourself and that you express that and share that with the people around you. And if they come home from work and they've had a long day, you have also had a long... You've you, Mat leave is not time off work. Mat leave is not time to relax. Mat leave is hard work. And a lot of the mums who I've worked with actually find that they have more energy and actually enjoy going back to work because it's a little bit easier to not be constantly in demand all day. So don't be afraid of using your support system. If you are on mat leave, you are basically working a full-time job. So please ask others for help if you need it. And don't be ashamed of, you know, getting assistance with cooking and getting meal preps and getting micro meals and like having a messy house because like, you know, looking after a child all day, every day is is hard and demanding. So, um, you know, lean on people and make sure that you're aware as well that it's not time off. It's not a holiday. It's it's graft. And, and I know that just from experience of working with people um, and I don't even fully understand it, but I know that it is hard work. Right. So ask for support. Um. Somebody else said that nutrition wise, they haven't been too bad with food, but found it difficult to track. Um, so what we've got to remember is that tracking is tracking's fairly new. So people have been on diets and people have lost weight for, for years and years and years. And a lot of them did that without tracking. And so it's fairly new. So we don't have to rely on tracking calories. I would prefer that people do not expect to track calories for the rest of their life it's not something that i want people to be tied to for the rest of their life i think that we should be able to control our nutrition and be able to have um to learn about nutrition without having to track every single calorie so if you're finding it difficult to track that's fine you can still make conscious choices to choose high protein options um, so for example if you are eating out a lot or if you're working away is a big one where people struggle to track you still know the basic structure of a meal. You still know that your meal should have some sort of chicken, some sort of protein. So chicken, beef, soya, um, a product in it. So some veggie alternative or some high protein animal foods, you know that a meal should have that in it. So make sure that you are choosing things with that in. You know that all your meals should have fruits and veg. You know that all your meals should have a small portion of carbs. You're still in control of what goes in your mouth. And I say this all the time, Eating out is not a problem. Getting takeouts is not a problem. Working away is not a problem. It's not a problem. It's the choices that you make while you are there. It's you deciding, I'm going to have the carbonara because I'm at a restaurant. Well, no, because this is your fifth meal out this week and that's not the best decision to make. Maybe you need to have the salmon, potatoes and veggies today because you've indulged every other day. So tracking, we can't only stay focused when we're tracking because that's not really helping us live life in the real world. We need to make sure that when we are at a meal, when we are at someone else's house, when we are working away, that we're still in control and we still realize that you are the one responsible for what you eat. So I've told this story before, but when I used to work away, I found it very hard to say no to wine, to choose the, the healthier meals, to say no to the buffy that they were putting on and to choose the healthier options. I found it very hard at first. But once I started doing it, I started seeing seeing the benefits and the progress and I wasn't relying on tracking food. It was impossible to track. I just made conscious choices with me portions and with the food that I was eating. I didn't have the cake. I said no to the cake and had the apple instead. I didn't have the sandwiches and the pork pies and the sausage rolls. I had the salads with the chicken or, you know, other options. So don't rely on tracking. You don't need it 
to lose weight. It's just helpful to learn about nutrition, but please don't rely on it because there are other ways. If you learn the meal structure, if you make an effort to educate yourself, which you are doing by listening to this, that you will, you, you can move away from tracking eventually. And that's the goal for everybody. The goal for everyone is to not need my fitness pal. Okay, somebody else has also mentioned about protein um, and then also about calorie borrowing. Remember, for calorie borrowing, um, if you are going to be eating more food or drinking alcohol of a weekend, we want to make sure that we are reining ourselves in of a week. So, for example, for me, if I say if I was going away for the week, like I did last week, if I was going away for the weekend, the thing that I would do, I don't track calories. And the thing that I would do to allow myself more freedom at the weekend, here's what I, this is basically what I did. So last week, I stuck to my basic meals. And because I'm not tracking calories, I couldn't technically calorie borrow because I don't actually know uh, where I'm exactly up to. What I did do is reduce my snacks. So normally I would have three meals and two snacks a day and I just didn't have my snacks. And if I really wanted one, I just have baby bell lights and I wasn't having it or like a little bit of dark chocolate, like one square of dark chocolate. So I reined in my snacks to a lot. To, and that was my way of calorie borrowing for the weekend. Another thing that I did at the weekend is I didn't have three meals both days. I literally had, I, I was the chef there. Um, I was the one who did all the cooking. So we would have a bit of a, a brunch type thing, which was, you know, brekkie, bacon, sausage, avocado, all of that. And we'd have a dinner as well, but everything was portion controlled. Whereas I didn't have mountains of food. I just had what I knew was a sensible amount of food for me. That wasn't going to make me feel sick based on the seams, but was going to help me feel satisfied. So I reduced my snacks through the week to allow for more freedom at the weekend. And then when I got to the weekend, I just had a brunch both days and a dinner both days, not nailing all of the, um, three meals because I did snack a little bit more as well. So I got rid of um that extra meal. So it's just balancing things out a little bit and calorie borrowing will help you do that because when you do calorie borrow on my fitness pal, you'll see, oh, I needed to reduce those carb portions to allow those extra hundred calories or I had to take out that snack completely to allow myself to borrow. So it's make sure when you are, when you are tracking food, when you are going through this process, Make sure that you are making a conscious effort to be mindful of what you are doing and conscious of what you are doing. Gails, I'm just going to have to pause this because I've just realized I've got someone at the door. Sorry for that, Gails. <laughs> I forgot that I'd had an appointment booked for someone to come and look at my drive, but we're back. So next struggle we've got is feeling hungry, struggling with feeling hungry. Not being sure if it's down to anxiety and stress or starting a new job, of starting a new job, um, working from home for the first time since 2020 puts temptation in my way as I know there's food downstairs. So it's going to take some adjusting. I'm also moving a little bit less on the days that I am not going to the office. I need to make more of a conscious effort to get up and walk about. Okay, so let's do the activity one first. So I... Obviously, I work in a gym, but my over the last few years, I've worked less and less in the gym and do a lot more online work and work predominantly on the business rather than in the business. So although a lot of people think that I don't understand what it's like to work in an office or to sit at a desk all day, like I 100% do, I do 17 hours a week in the gym. Um, but in comparison to the 40 hours a week that I used to do, obviously, there's been a huge reduction. As well as that, I had experience of working in an office for was it five years and um, before I actually decided to become a PT and in one of the jobs that I had it, you worked from home two days a week so I really do understand this and I understand that like it can be hard to stay active when you are sat at home all day I struggle with it myself and I do keep a conscious effort to look at my steps and I know the days that I don't go to the gym, I'm not working in the gym, um, specifically on a Tuesday, it's it's a lot more challenging to get moving, you've got to make a conscious effort, here's the things that I would do, so you're not spending time commuting to work and back, so you're going to need to make a conscious effort to go for a walk, so start your day with a walk, or break up your day at lunchtime with a walk, or end your day with a walk, consciously go for a walk to get your steps in, when I get to a Tuesday, a Tuesday is my purely online day. So when I get to that day, 
I have a longer walk with the dog. So at the moment on the gym days, it's a half an hour walk. But on a Tuesday when I'm not in the gym, it's a 45 minute walk. And sometimes it can be longer. Sometimes I'll take an extra little loop or, or something. So there's one thing, making sure that you go for a conscious walk and make an effort to get outside. Because I don't think that at any point we should, unless we're sick or, you know, hungover or whatever I don't think that we should not leave the house at any point I feel like we need to get out and get moving another thing is that a lot of people think it's not productive to step away from their desk when in fact it is very productive I read this book which changed this for me it's called high performance habits by Brendan Bruchard and he says that the sweet spot is you work solidly for an hour and then you get up and move and for me I do this and it really does work I will sit down and focus and then I'll get up go for a wee sit down and focus, get up, go get a drink, sit down and focus and a break times or break up work with a little bit of movement. And it doesn't need to be a lot of steps. It could literally be going to the toilet, going downstairs to get a drink or going downstairs to put a wash on. Just every hour, try and make, try and do some movement. Obviously, if you're stuck on a phone call, if you're stuck in a meeting, that's a little bit harder to do. But what I would say is walk around on your phone calls and walk around on your meetings if you are able to. A lot of the girls do that who I'm working with. Um, so the move that's the moving less. So making sure that you are going for a walk each day, maybe making those walks a little bit longer than on your office days, and then making sure that you're moving regularly throughout the day, having a daily, an hourly move alarm. It doesn't need to be you go for a walk every hour. It can be going the toilet. It can be going down to, to make a drink. It's just activity. It's just movement, okay? Um, and then taking calls on the phone, taking meetings, uh, taking calls while you're walking around the house, taking meetings while you're walking around the house. When it comes to the food, again, completely understand this. You might, the, the increase in hunger might be coming from stress of starting a new job, but it also might be that the temptation is there. The fridge is calling your name. The cupboards, which are full of loads of food, are calling your name. So I would stick to the meal structure, okay? So what we got to remember is sometimes we're going to feel a little bit hungry when we're not even really hungry. So make yourself a drink before you decide to have something to eat and be um, firm. I don't want to say strict, but be firm with yourself. If you know that you've got your breakfast, lunch and dinner and two snacks, don't go beyond that. And just because the fridge is calling your name, a lot of the time that can be boredom. You're trying to distract yourself from the task that you're doing. You're trying to overcome something else, some discomfort somewhere else, like anxiety, like boredom, like loneliness. We often go to food. So ignore that sensation and instead acknowledge it. So for me, I have got a sign on the board here saying boring equals better, letting me know that it's okay to be bored. And it's okay if I'm doing a task and I feel bored. And that is me making progress because, okay, I might be bored to death um, doing something, doing a task that I don't want to do, but that's what it is required for me to do well at my job, for me to do well in my business. So be okay with being bored, accept it's part of life and don't just look for food when you're bored. Same thing kind of with loneliness. If you are on your own, if you're feeling lonely, same with anxiety, it's normal to feel stressed. It's normal to feel anxious. Sometimes when things are difficult, be okay with that, address it and don't just look to suppress it with food um, and, and you know, kind of push it away with food. So when you are feeling peckish, when you're at your desk, even though you've had your breakfast you've had your lunch and you've had one of your snacks and you're trying to save your other snack for later on in the day ask yourself what am I trying to avoid here am I feeling bored am I feeling stressed am I feeling anxious acknowledge it maybe write it down and then go back to doing what you were doing maybe get yourself a big glass of water and see if that helps maybe go and get yourself a cup of tea or a glass of juice instead of going for food that is my go-to if I've gone past my two snacks I'm like I feel like I want something else I feel like like I want something else I'll often get a handful of grapes but a glass of juice goes down a treat when you are looking for more food looking for something else it can just be something that's like you just need a drink or you just need a little bit of a sweet kick so there's my tips there and I hope I hope that that's helpful um okay so moving on to the questions so um please could I ask for some healthy tips to up my protein intake and veggie there is an amazing member in the group chat so Chrissy when you listen to this it would be amazing if you could just jump in in the group chat and just let 
Vicky know um, your recommendations for hitting protein as a veggie because I know that you're well practiced at it. But here are my general guidelines. So I do have a protein cheat sheet, which I can send you, Vicky. So if you reach out to me, I'll get that over to you. Um, but basically, it's got a list of all of the proteins. It's got veggie and vegan options as well. I would say you should be looking at things like corn. You should be looking at things like the Linda McCartney items, the Vivera items. You should be eating things like uh, tofu, tempeh, eggs, um, things like soybeans. And then you want to be including things like um, quinoa, chickpeas in your diet um halloumi feta both decent sources of protein so i would have a look at trying those things and increasing portions quite often uh, vegetarians who eat corn only seem to eat really small portions of it so just increase your portion sizes of corn and um, so instead of 100 grams of corn mints have 150 grams of corn mints and um, so just trying to increase those portions of those things that you eat and obviously you can get protein from a variety of different plants and stuff as well and um, but it, it does take a little bit more work to just get it all from plants and not include any meat alternatives there's my basic um suggestions as i say i do have a cheat sheet for protein as well which i can get over to you and i'm sure chrissy will also offer some suggestions greek yogurt you know low fat um sorry phage yogurt as well as high protein yogurts like arlek varg um going for things like dairy milk, you know, instead of milk alternatives like oat milk and, and stuff, go for actual cow's milk. Um, They're like the basic, uh, you know, eggs. I think I said that before. They're like the basics that are on the top of my head now, but I do have a guide which might have more in and then Chrissy might be able to help with more as well. Um, So we've got another question here. I'm wondering if you could add the glute drive hip thrust machine into the substitute list. Sometimes I use this instead of the hip thrust if the gym is busy and it would be good to add the correct weighting for the right exercise. I thought I would just ask. Chelsea, I will have a look at doing this. Um, Trainer eyes might not have a glute. I think that's what you're saying is that it doesn't have a glute drive um, alternative in the substitute list. So um, let me get a video of it off YouTube. Let me add it. And um, yeah, I, I will do that for you. I'll actually make a note of that. Um, Next question is, we've got, I feel like my weight is creeping up again. I have been avoiding calorie counting as I did it with my old coach and I felt like I couldn't sustain it long-term. But obviously I feel I'm less strict on myself when I don't calorie count as, as I don't have that record and accountability of what I'm eating. Is there any way to meet in the middle with this? If I want to lose a little bit of weight, what would be my new protein target? So Protein stays the same. It's nice and consistent. One gram per pound that you weigh, okay? So most women is over 100 grams of protein. So always aiming for over 100 grams of protein. In terms of calorie target, I will, I actually, the I have Gemma here, but I don't have your surname, Gemma. So there are two Gemmas with a J in the community. So can you please message me to let me know which one you are? Just send me, just say, hey, it was me. I'm just, um, and I will be able to work out your calorie target for you. So tracking calories, I know I spoke about this before, tracking calories, I feel is the easiest and simplest way to lose weight in the quickest way um, because it's literally all there and it's all numbers. It's a little bit more challenging if you decide not to track, but it definitely still can be done. The ways that I would suggest doing that is sticking to a set meal structure and having a real, uh, creating a, your own meal plan based off the meal structure that I spoke about before. And that is in the guide that I've created created which i can send to you Gemma, once you've reached out um so you could do it that way alternatively you can do photos of food so a lot of my one-to-one -one coaching clients and also the gym coaching clients who get one-to-one -one check ins from me a lot of them don't want to track on my fitness pal either because they've done it for years or that isn't working for them so there's some inaccuracies happening so i ask them to take photos instead so you can track your your, your food using photographs on the app i just need to change the settings on the app and then if you volunteer for a food diary review i can go through all of the photos that you've tracked and let you know if portions are looking okay if protein is looking okay if the structure is looking okay like i can let you know that by looking at photos okay so there is other ways that you can do it i think tracking is the easiest most efficient way to do it 
um, and it's the most efficient way to build yourself a new routine of eating. However, there are other ways that stick into a set structure, stick into a meal plan that you've created for yourself and uh, taking photos of your food as a way to keep accountable and reaching out for a food diary review. Because obviously this is group coaching for online one-to-one coaching. I am checking food diaries and checking food photos every week because it's part of the process. Um, but because group coaching, you have to reach out and volunteer for a food diary review. Um, so Gemma, don't know whether you are... Um, which, which Gemma you are. So please reach out and we can talk about this in more detail. Next question is four or five times a week, I am up at 4.30 a.m. for work and I'm really finding it difficult to get a decent amount of sleep. So I only end up getting three to four hours a night. I find myself becoming stressed about the lack of sleep and end up in a vicious cycle. I'm more tired throughout the day than I than feel this has a knock-on effect of not wanting to train and do anything else productive. I do not blame you, love. Is there anything that you could suggest that might help? Okay, so first of all, we need to, you need to accept that unfortunately you have one of these jobs like me, which is making you a little bit antisocial of an evening. And we have to accept that if we want to get an adequate amount of sleep, we have to go to bed before other people. Now, I used to get up at 4.30. I don't anymore. I get up at 5. It's only half an hour later. I used to get up at 4.30 as well. And my bedtime was 8 o'clock. Now, I know that sounds like really crazy early. But if you want to get adequate sleep, if you want to look after your health, if you want to look after your stress levels, if you want to look after your physical and mental well-being, you're going to have to prioritize sleep. And I know that that is hard for the society that we live in. So like if you're seeing your boyfriend or you're seeing your friends and you know they're not going for tea until seven or they want to stay up until 11, that doesn't work for your work routine, unfortunately. And at the time that I was getting up at half four, I used to really struggle because Fran would either be on nights or he would want to stay up late until he started becoming someone who also did the same. Um, but now he stay. I have to leave him in bed, and 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 he's you know he's still sleeping while I get up at five, and sometimes he stays up later than me. So it's it's one of these things that you're going to have to accept that your job unfortunately requires you to be up at an a, a time that is not normal for most people. And so you're going to have to go to bed at an earlier time than most people. So staying up until midnight is not for you. Staying up until 10 o'clock is not for you. You need to be at the latest going to bed, nine o'clock at the latest. Half eight would be my ideal for you. Um, And you need to be strict with that. You can't let people get in the way of that. Every now and again, it's fine. You know, if my mates are having a meal out one night, I will accept that I'm going to go to bed at 10, 11 o'clock. That's fine. You're going to have the odd night. But your routine, if you're getting up at four or five times a week, so you're basically working full time and your wake up time is half four, you need to be in the routine of going to bed at latest nine o'clock. So it's accepting that you have one of these unsociable jobs that sometimes we do. Um, you know, as a PT, we have unsociable jobs. If you're a barista like you are, you have an unsociable job that requires you to be up very early and you just have to get to, you have to make it priority to get to bed early and other people will have to fit into your routine. Now it might mean that you can, um, you can, you, you can't do as much. It's that maybe that people in your life need to work around you a little bit more, but you have to set firm boundaries for you to be the healthiest that you can be. You can't just stay up late because, your fella or your mate or your mum or your brother wants to watch a film with you, you, that is your bedtime and you need to go then. And I feel like that's probably not the answer that people want to hear. But if you do a job that requires you to get up then, that's the way you earn a living, then you need to make sure that you're getting yourself to bed on time. Because like you said, it has a knock-on effect on everything else. If you're only getting three or four hours of sleep, which by the way, I know how this feels and I ended up suffering with panic attacks when I did this for a prolonged period of time, not to scare you or anything, but it all became a bit too much. My skin was like, I looked like a dead person. My nutrition was off. Uh, I, I didn't have energy to train. I wasn't very good at my job. I wasn't pleasant to um, the people who I love around me because I was really low on sleep and it caused a lot of stress. If you want to take care of yourself, if you want to take care of your well-being, if you want to have energy to train, if you want to have energy to be in a good mood and to feel good, then you need to get to bed earlier. So the thing that I would suggest is an earlier bedtime simple as 
hard to implement initially. You're going to have to set boundaries with the people around you, but your bedtime needs to be nine o'clock. Um, next, we've got any advice of getting out of the mediocre mindset. Nothing is bad enough to change, but you know you deserve better. This is a very good question. And I have found that there are times like this that I have, I, this, I found myself in, in in this as well. So when you, at the, the main kind of point that I got stuck with this a little bit was when aesthetic goals became useless to me. So, you know, I don't really care about having abs anymore. Um, you know, I feel like it's not about aesthetics for me anymore. And I sat, found of kind of started going easy on myself, not going to the gym as much, letting myself off with nutrition because it wasn't about aesthetics. It wasn't about getting abs or keeping abs anymore. Um, and so I started like allowing myself to put in a mediocre amount of effort and being stuck in that well, there's nothing to strive for, there's nothing to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, whereas what we need what we need to do is that we need to have the mindset of that we want to be the best version of ourselves. We don't need to be in a shit situation. We don't need to be in an all-time low. We don't need to be rock bottom confidence-wise in order to work on ourselves. We don't need to be massively unhappy to push ourselves to do hard things. We need to be able to push ourselves to do hard things, no matter the situation, no matter how good we feel. It's like in business sometimes, when things are going really, really well in business, you get like complacent, you start posting on social media less, you start worrying less about people, you know, service and stuff like that, and you start getting complacent and then business drops. And then when business drops, you shit yourself and you start working hard again. That is basically the mediocre mindset is that you're okay, you feel comfortable, everything's fine, so you stop putting in as much effort when really we need to be these types of relentless individuals who care about our health, care about our career and do the work every day to be better and to be the best version of ourselves. When you think about it, surely all of us want to live up to our full potential, whether that be health-wise, career-wise, relationship-wise. You want to live up to your best version of yourself. You want to fulfill your full potential. You want to make yourself proud. You want to make the people around you proud to, to know you and to, and to, you know, and to be in your life. So you can't be okay with mediocre. You have to push yourself. If you know that you are complacent and you're not putting in as much effort and that you're just not feeling bad, but also you know that you could be doing better, do better. Don't allow yourself to be overly comfortable and overly complacent. Push yourself. I think that we need to embrace challenge and like embrace change and like embrace doing hard things. If I start to feel a little bit like, you know, um, complacent with business I like to add in you know how can I improve stuff how can I make things better for this how can I add more Um, same for me health you know if I'm getting a bit complacent with things and let myself off it's like hang on a minute your goal is to live till you're 108 run around with your kids be the strongest that you can possibly be you need to show up for yourself and you need to do the things required to do to, you know to do that Um, so it would be just giving yourself a bit of a giving your head a little bit of a wobble by the sound of the thing by the sound of things you said in your question you know you deserve better if you know you deserve better you should be doing better you should be doing more um and as long as you are you know and uh, uh, the flip side to this is that if you are doing the basics and you are showing up then that's that's good enough you don't always have to make things like really, really challenging. But if you are not doing the basics, if you are letting things slip, if you are letting habits go, if you are giving into more temptation, then then tighten this up because you know you deserve better. You don't want to be unhealthy. You don't want to maybe regain weight or maybe fall into old ways. So, you know, do what you need to do. Um, and I think that for me, I just, I've just really, I've got into the mindset now is that, I should be doing something each day that challenges me, whether that's in work, whether that's um, in the gym, whether that's with nutrition, I should be making decisions that are challenging for me. And that helps me grow as a person. Like I proper embrace, I used to be someone who hid away from things that were difficult. You know, I, I canceled the gym all the time. I didn't want to do dieting properly. I was you, you, I was your prime example of someone who just wanted the easy route, the easy option, the quick fix, wanted to take the fat loss pill. And now I like embrace the hard way, embrace the challenge, do the hard thing. Like I'm the person, I'm the sicko who 
programs Bulgarian split squats for myself because they are hard and like I'm the person who programs things for myself because they are challenging because I don't like them be that person embrace that challenge if you're sitting there um and ah and should I get a chippy should I get a chippy or oh, really want a chippy make the harder option to cook yourself a healthy meal drag yourself off the couch to make that you know to, to do the, the discomfort it run towards discomfort and you will grow as a person. You will continue to to, to run towards it. Um, that would be my advice. I've never been asked that question before, but that's what came out off the top of my head. Um, this one is not a question, um, but I do feel like I need to read it out. And it was that Haley has said that she hasn't stopped thinking about the latest podcast that was with Meg Horrocks. Um. I felt like a lot of people who listened to that might have felt negative feelings or not elements of regret, elements of sadness, elements of frustration, because we were talking about alternative medicines and alternative ways to heal something so severe as cancer. Um, but we have had a lot of feedback that has been very, very positive. I'm sure people are, are have their own opinions on it. Um, but it is an amazing podcast if you have not listened to it. And if you are someone who struggles with mindset and um, struggling to push yourself to do hard things or struggling to do good things for yourself because you're, you know, you're just, you're feeling stuck and feeling sorry for yourself. Listen to that podcast. That girl gives me goosebumps every time I speak to her. I had her in the gym again today and she is just a ray of absolute sunshine and she has faced so much uh, adversity in her life and so many challenges and she just this pit one of these people who faces them head on and she will inspire you beyond anything that you could ever imagine and if you can take you know if even if you don't agree with the alternative medicines if you if you don't agree with um you know rejecting the advice of big pharma and the and like our healthcare system if you don't agree agree with that um take the mindset stuff from it uh, because it is just I've been since since knowing Meg since speaking to Meg I've I feel like I've grown as a person because I take so much inspiration from it but since doing that podcast especially I feel like I've been using these mindset things for myself obviously I'm going through a horrible fertility journey like two years and nine months or whatever of trying to have a baby and, and no joy mindset wise that's really really you know messed me up in many ways and gave me so much self-doubt and um like unsure like feeling so unsure about things like my health and not trusting my body and all this madness like if you've been through it you'd understand um it's one of those things you can't comprehend unless you actually live it but that mindset stuff's really helped me it's helped me have a better approach to everything it's helped me um use my mindset for try and trying to use it for, for a positive way and you know, we'll see if it all works. <laughs> but honestly, listen to that podcast because it is fucking amazing. It's one of the favorite ones that I've ever done. And if you don't follow Meg, follow her because she will inspire you. Um, So I wanted, before we tie this up, because that was the last question, I just wanted to, every week I ask the question, what one thing will you commit to doing this coming week to help you get closer to your goals? And I wanted to read a few of these out because I wanted to attach these commitments I wanted to speak them out into existence and I want you to make sure that you are doing them, okay? These are all chosen at random. I'm just going to roll through and just read out a few, okay? So Vicky, your commitment is to continue to get your steps. Lauren Yates, your commitment is to get back on track and make sure you get lots of fruit and veg in. Robin's commitment is to trust the process. It got her to her goals previously and she knows it will again. She's feeling grateful to have Lift and Glow and she knows that if she follows the plan, it will get her to what, she, what where she wants to be. So she's committing to just doing the basics. Chrissy's going to get back into her normal routine. Chelsea's going to get her three workouts done. Um, Christine's going to get all of her workouts in. Lauren is going to do a workout. Evie is going to plan her meals ahead and not fall off track. Heather is going to set boundaries and plan her non-negotiable habits and show these by ticking them off on the app. Haley is going to get back into her routine. Antonia is going to hit her protein every day. Nicola is going to focus on her nutrition. Nikki's going to work on protein and so is Lauren. Heather's going to get at least 7K steps a day. A day. Ashley is going to be staying on track with her calories. 
And then Chloe has got a busy week and an interview and she's going to make sure that sleep is her priority. There are many more. And if I keep reading them out, we're going to just lose people. So I want you, whatever you put in that box, please commit to doing it. This check-in is your opportunity to reflect and your opportunity to make a plan. Follow it. Remember, on that Sunday morning or that Monday morning when you had all these good intentions to do good shit for your health, remember that throughout the week when the chaos is there, remember how you felt, remember what you wanted to do and do it. Do not let the chaos of the week distract you from what you are trying to do with this week, whether that be focusing on food, focusing on steps, focusing on your mindset, uh, getting those workouts in. Do what you said you were going to do. Make this week a success. Girls, have a boss week. I hope you enjoyed this. I will see you all again soon. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or took anything away from it, please make sure that you share it with a friend. It really does help. And if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or discuss in further detail on the podcast, then make sure you let me know. Also, if you want to know more about working with me, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You will find me at PT. Thank you again for listening and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye.